This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. A good night of Shabbos. Hope everyone is well. This week's parasha, the Torah, introduces us to a very, very interesting person. This week's parasha, we're exposed and we learn about the life of Bilam HaRasha. In my opinion, one of the most complex people in all of Tanakh is Bilam HaRasha, this person who had a very, very immoral lifestyle. A person who on one hand had nevuah, perhaps of the level of Moshe Rabbeinu, but on the other hand lived an extremely immoral lifestyle. And in this week's parasha, the Torah introduces us to him. And Chazal tell us in Sifrei that Hashem put Bilam into the world to give the Ummah Sa'ilam, to give the other, na- the world, other nations of the world someone that they can look up to, someone they can have as a leader. Because we the Jewish people were lucky enough to have Moshe Rabbeinu as a leader. They too claimed they needed a leader, so Hashem said, I'm going to give you Bilam. He's going to be your leader. So where did Bilam go so wrong? Where did Bilam veer off? He seemingly had the potential, he had the ability, he had the koichos. He had the level of nevu of a Moshe Rabbeinu. Where did Bilam go so wrong? Where did he stray to the point that he reached rock bottom, to the point that he wouldn't see the signs of Hashem telling him not to do something? Where did Bilam miss? Where did he go so, so wrong in his lifestyle? So one classical pshat Mepharshim say is the difference between Bilam and let's say a Moshe Rabbeinu is because Bilam didn't work on himself. It was given to him, it was a gift given to him by Hashem. Hashem said, we need a Navi in the world and poof, Bilam, you're going to be the guy. So Bilam never worked, never toiled on self-improvement. And therefore because it came easy, it came quick, there was no work involved, it didn't last. It didn't change him, it didn't make him a different person. As opposed to our other great leaders, Avraham Avinu, Moshe Rabbeinu, they worked on themselves, they toiled on themselves, they made themselves better people. That's the simple understanding of the fundamental difference between someone like Abilam and some of our great leaders. Abeli Lapian explains slightly different. The difference between Abilam and Avraham Avinu or Moshe Rabbeinu was more than that. It was the character traits. Being a Navi is, is an amazing level that Hashem speaks to you. Hashem shows you things He doesn't show other, other people. But at the end of the day, you're missing in your character traits. You're missing in your Ben Adam L'chaveri. You're missing in how you talk, how you interact, how you deal, how you get along with other people. That's where Bilam went astray. Perhaps Bilam was very wise, very smart, very intelligent, very connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But he was missing in his interpersonal ways of dealing with others and more so and how we looked at this world. We know Bilam was very, very much into covered, into taiva. He gave into every desire of this world. That's where he went astray. And he went astray because he didn't work on himself to become a better person. He took a beautiful gift like wisdom or nevuah. And instead of polishing it to make it better, he threw it away. He didn't work on himself. Because Baruch gives many of us beautiful presents. But if we don't use them and work on them and make them better, then it's a waste. We have to realize these gifts that Hashem gave to Bilam and to all of us. We can either be like Bilam and throw it away, not to work on it. Or we can hone in on it, appreciate the gift, perfect it even better and become a closer 
to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Famous Mishnah and Ovis Mishnah tells us in Parakei about the differences between the students of Avram Avinu and the students of Bilam. Very difficult Mishnah. If I asked you the difference between the students of Avram Avinu and the students of Bilam, you could write me an entire book, let alone three things that the Mishnah give us. Yet the Mishnah tells us there are three differences between the students of Bilam and the students of Avram Avinu, and I want to focus on one. Mishnah says, Ayin Toiv, a good eye. What does it mean to be a good eye? Avram Avinu had a good eye, while Bilam lacked a good eye. There are many different interpretations of what Ayin Toiv means, a good eye. One pshat that Matsyo Solomon works with, it means it's a certain level of chesed. It's a certain level of caring. Avram Avinu didn't just do chesed. Avram Avinu went out of his way to do chesed. He went out of his way to make someone feel good. He put himself in someone else's shoe. He didn't just give Archim food. He gave Archim the same food he would have given himself. He went beyond the call of duty. He went beyond what is required. Not just here, take the food and be happy. I'm giving you something. He put himself in their shoes and put way beyond what a normal person would do. While Bilam was so totally self-absorbed, only focused on himself, only cared about himself, his glory, his honor, his wealth, his benefit, and that is the opposite of Avram Avinu. This is a core point of recognition in the difference between Avram Avinu and Bilam. Bilam was totally self-absorbed, never thinking about himself, never thinking of others, only, only thinking about himself. And that's what it means in Ayin Toiva. And I tell you who's someone who has a good eye to see good in others and want to do for others, but even more than regular. Not just, I want to help someone, so here, I'll throw you a bone. I want to help you to the extent that I'm willing to give up almost of myself to be able to give to you. There's a famous story that circulated a while back, became more famous after the passing of Reb Chaim Kanievsky. We know that there was a, a couple that were engaged to get married. And a few weeks before the chasen, I came out that the chasen is has a terrible sickness, has cancer, and the chasen said he wants to break off the shidduch. He said, "Why should I make this girl? We're not even married yet. Why should she have to have such a chasen? I want to break off the shidduch." And the kala refused. The kala said, "Absolutely not. At a time like that, you need me more than ever. Who's going to help you get through the difficult times? Who's going to help you get through the doctor appointments?" So at this time specifically, she said, no, I don't want to break off the shidduch. I specifically want to go through the shidduch so I can help you. So they brought the shayla to Reb Chaim Kenevsky. Who else can pass in such a shayla? So they came to Reb Chaim Kenevsky. And Reb Chaim Kenevsky said, they should go through with the marriage. And everything is going to be fine. And they'll even be blessed with children. Don't worry. And Kachave, they went through the chasana. They got married and they had some children. Fantastic. So someone asked Reb Chaim Kenevsky, Rebbe, how did you know? How could you be so confident that this is going to work out? And he said very simply, he said, if each side is thinking about the others and not about themselves, if both the chassid is only thinking about how the cow is going to feel and the cow is only thinking about what the chassid is going to feel, each side is thinking about the other and not themselves, that is a shidduch that is going to work. That is chassid. When we don't think about ourselves, but we think about the other, we put the other person first, not us. That is a recipe for success. That's a recipe for a beautiful shidduch. That's a recipe for Shalom. But when we put ourselves first, like Bilam, it's always about him. Where does he stand to gain? What can he get out of it? When it's only about us, we stand to gain very little. We don't learn, we don't improve, we don't grow. And therefore, said Rechaim Kinevsky, when each side is giving, and each side is only thinking about the other person, I know that this is going to be something that is going to last. And that is the fundamental difference between Bilam and Avram Avinu. And that's what the terrorists reminding us in this week's parish. That you can be very smart, very wise, very knowledgeable in Torah. 
But if you're not thinking about someone else, if you're not giving to someone else, if your mind is not on someone else, if it's self-absorbment, you're going to get yourself stuck on the path, on that very, very scary path of, 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 of Bilal Marasha, that path of self-absorbment, not giving to others, not doing for others, not thinking about others, is a path that does not end well. But I'll share with you another amazing story, which tells us about the power of chesed. How not only does chesed help you, but it comes back to save you. There was a Yid in Eretz Yisrael who wanted very much to start a shir, to have learning. He himself was unfortunately not a learned man. He didn't have the ability to spread terror, but he wanted there to be terror. So there was a shir that he organized and he arranged. He wasn't the one delivering the shir, but he was the one who made sure the shir took place. And he used to go around at the shir giving, giving out tea to all the members of the shir. And he had an interesting practice. He would give everyone only a half a cup of tea. One half cup of tea, everyone, all people at the Shia only got a half a cup of tea. And this was famous amongst the Shia goers, but at some point the Shia goers started to resent this and say, come on, don't be so cheap on the tea, give me a full cup. But everyone knew that was the policy, he only gave a half a cup of tea. As he got older, he started to get weaker, so one day his son took over the responsibility of giving out the tea and his son was so excited, he finally will give out a full cup of tea to everyone. His father called him in and said, please, before you go to prepare for the Shia, remember only a half a cup of tea for every single person. Very strange request, but his father said so. He had to listen to his father. And no one knew, no one understood. There was so much ridicule that this fellow took from the people who only had a negative outlook on why he was doing this. He must be cheap, he must be stingy. But nonetheless, he stuck to his guns. He would only give everyone a half a cup of tea. This fellow got sick and was hospitalized in one of the local hospitals in Israel. And the strangest thing occurred. The strangest thing happened that while he was on medication... He was getting a drip from an IV, different medi- two different medications, and at some point each medication that was supposed to give him its full dosage only gave a half a dosage. Each medicine for some reason stopped. Instead of giving two full doses, he got two half doses of the medication. And the doctor said, oh man, we don't realize that for this specific ailment it's not two, two full doses, but rather two half doses. And because the machine stopped for some unknown reason at the half mark instead of the full mark, the doctors realized that for this patient, for this ailment, Half dosages are, what's, are is what he needs. And ultimately, it gave him some more time in this world because of the half that he gave for so many years to all the people at the, at the share. But the question still is unknown. Why did he give only half a cup? So at his Leviah, the son said, I'll tell you what my father told me. And he told me that because there are people at the share, it's a mixed group, some young, some elderly. And some of the older people, when they hold the cup in their hand, they have some jitters. And the cup shakes. And they're going to get embarrassed and it's going to spill and they're going to feel bad about themselves. So I can't give them a full cup. But if I give them half a cup and someone else a full cup, they'll also feel bad. So I decided I'm going to give everyone a half a cup. This way no one gets insulted, no one gets embarrassed, no one feels bad. That's chesed. That's thinking of someone else. That's thinking what my action can do or feel to someone else. And ultimately this fellow got repaid that the half dose of medication instead of the full dose, is what ultimately saved his life. As we start to get ready for the three weeks, which is technically tomorrow, we need to be thinking about ways to think of others, doing things that won't hurt others, and doing things that will make people's life better improve. Chesed, thinking of others, doing for others, living for others. The more we put other people's concerns and issues in, in, before ours, we're following the path of Rav Avinu. But if Chas Vashom, we're so focused on ourselves, we're treading down the path of Bilam. It's Hashem, we should take the lesson from this week's parish of how not to be, and instead to be like a Avinu, 
to have an ayin toiva, think of others, do for others, give for others, be there for others. And Mr. Shemek, we should see how we want to close the gap between Klai Yisrael. We want to bridge the gap. We want to bring together Klai Yisrael. Mr. Hashem, we should not have to have a three weeks and a nine days in the whole Tishav of this year. Hashem should see we're wanting to unite. We're doing for each other. We're thinking of each other. We're caring for each other. And that's Chus. We should be to see the rebuilding of the base of Mikdash. Have a wonderful Shabbos.